the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. going on anyone and everyone it might happen to be live at this particular point in time big shout out to those listening in the spirit world i miss you all i love y'all huge howdy to the high holy three and lady chop chop i love you i don't want to start off i'm not a lot like angry i'm just astonished oh yeah that's a good word i'm astonished 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 and I'm going to talk with Mark Kaysen about this in a little bit. You know, he comes and does politics here on Smash Daily. He handles the liberal side. I mean, leans to the left. That don't make him bad people. And then, as you know, Ed Martin comes on at various points in time, and he handles the conservative side. And these two guys just know politics from their particular angle, and Mark's going to be, I got to ask him. See, this to me, but I ain't over there running the show. Because you don't want me running this government. I'm not, you don't want me. Because I'm rougher than any of these guys. I'm like I can Tina Turner. I never do nothing nice and easy. I always do the rough. It's like Tina said on uh, Proud Mary. (laughs) So, President Joe Biden plans to announce a complete military withdrawal from Afghanistan on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the terror attacks. Uh, on 9-11. Now, I'm glad to get the troops out of Afghanistan. That's been a just a preposterousness and a hoax since day one. All right? Putting our guys over there. Now, we got about 2,500 troops left in Afghanistan. And this guy Biden, I understand he's president, bravo. And this guy Biden is over there. And of all the dates he could have picked, because Trump was going to do it, I was going to do it at the beginning of May. All the dates that Biden could have picked. He picked 9-11 to show that 20 years later now, we're totally out of that kind of situation. What happened 20 years ago must never happen again. But we are able to say we've done the best we could to stabilize the area. And we certainly hope that we've helped those folks as much as we've helped those folks. How much money are they paying the Taliban not to fire off some, you know, surface-to-air missile that they can do and knock down the final plane or two that's taking whoever's left in Afghanistan out of the country? Hmm. 
You didn't have to do it on 9-11. That's a sacred day. But you got to show that here we are, 9-11. I, President Biden, finally was able to get the last troops out of Afghanistan, out of the Middle East. Terrible. Terrible. I just think it's terrible to use that date because that date is hollowed ground. And you're using it for political purposes. What a punk. All right, let me roll on here. Just, you know, some of the stuff I'm looking at here. I'm not complaining. I'm explaining. All right? I'll tell you what I I love about this uh, guy, Putin. Oh, you're a Russian. No, I'm not a Russian. I understand what they're doing with their government. I got a degree in political science at Indiana University. Yeah, I went to school. Uh, College degree. And, And I understand at least the basis of political science. Now, I graduated class 73. Yeah, 73. And, you know, I understand things are different now in really 2012. Was it 73, 83, 93, 2003, 13? Yeah, so 40 years later. I understand things are different. Political science has changed. It's really kind of not even a science anymore. It's a joke. So, anyway, I just thought this this is a badass dude here, this Vladimir Putin. Because he, a couple of weeks ago, signed some sort of decree saying that he's going to stay in as the president of Russia for a minimum of now to 2036. And that's when he is going to be done with being the president of Russia. Don't tell me nothing else. I'm the president of Russia. In fact, I'm going to be here to two. 1,036. Ain't nothing you can do about it. And the guy who takes my place will be the guy I designate to take my place. That's how it's going to play. So in a way, when you are a strong man in politics, this dude at least has a control. Maybe it's not right. A lot of people living there under that, if you want to call it living. The dude has a control. Vladimir Putin, during a phone call between the leaders of the big summit that they were doing on, amid a buildup of Moscow's troops along the border with Ukraine, he uh, is really kind of putting some heat on in Europe. It'll be interesting to see how the quote-unquote allies, us, handle that situation right there. But... He wants the world to know, and the world does know that he is the boss until he says he ain't the boss. And even after he ain't the boss, I'm sure he will be the boss from a wonderful Lazy Boy recliner. That's just me being my own kind of boss. How about Iran? Now since it's going to raise its uranium enrichment levels in response to a cyber attack on a nuclear facility. I went uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago at the most. I think it's carried out by Israel. Let me tell you the way this plays. I'm a student of war. Say what? I read all the war books, all the army books, and everything when I'm a young when I was a young man. And oftentimes, the way to purvey to the enemy that hey, enemy, don't mess with me, is go ahead and destroy your own stuff and make it look like the enemy did it. Then you got 
a grip on your people who are saying, come on, do what you got to do to this enemy. Enemy didn't do nothing. So I would be surprised to see that that's uh, what that situation is out there in the Middle East. And if Iran is raising its uranium enrichment levels, uh-oh, that's big bomb time. U.S. federal uh, agencies have called for a pause in the use of Johnson and Johnson's single-dose COVID-19 vaccine after cases of blood clots in some of the recipients. Huh. See, I got friends who won't take the jab because you don't know what the repercussions are of that particular anecdote. And until we see what that percussion, uh, repercussion is, it's kind of like, I don't take I might grow an extra horn on my head, something. So I understand people not taking it. And it's good, I guess, they uh, caught this Johnson & Johnson single dose as, uh, man, if it's causing blood clots, stroke, heart attack, all that stuff, I tell you what, after I had the COVID, I was in for six days. And um, then at the end of the six days, I'm quarantined for three weeks. Now, in the six days, I used to get six times a day in each arm, in one arm. I'd give that, uh, I'd get that COVID juice or whatever it's called. And then I'd get in the left arm the antibiotics, all right, about six, seven times a day. And that was because not only did I have the COVID, but I also had pneumonia in my lung. So they're trying to save me on the pneumonia side. And try to save you on the COVID side because, you know, it's funny because you kind of don't, don't know how bad you got it until you get in there. And it's kind of like you can't move. You can either sit here all day long or you can lay here all day long. And you ain't allowed to walk to halls because the whole place is quarantined. So ain't nobody out in the halls. You ain't allowed to see nobody. Oh, wait a minute. This stuff could kill me. Sorry, Mr. Ben Rubin. Make your calls, do your FaceTime, whatever you're going to do, but ain't nobody coming in this room, and you ain't getting out of it. So that's a dangerous thing, man. Co- uh, I tell you what, Lolo, you got it right now. He's recuperating. He's coming out of it. So, Lolo, be careful, man. You never know, because I tell you what, I got a bad medical situation that has befallen me, and I've been to the hospital for it a few times, and luckily I'm all right. I was sitting there in front of the uh, commander, got the call. Hospital says, cool, you cool. So I'm glad I'm cool. But I tell you what, man, I don't know whether this bad situation after COVID befell me because of the COVID or because of repercussions from the COVID. So I don't know. 21st, I'm getting my uh, first shot. Don't, don't do it, smash. Don't do it. Stand up. I am standing up. <clears throat> See, I'm at an age where if the shot makes me grow an extra horn on my head, ain't no bother. Because these are my, uh, you know, days of wine and roses. Oh, that was a great song. I got to find that song and play that for you sometime. So anyway, just a few things right there. Lolo, get better. That's all I can say. This is about 20 minutes at 4 o'clock right now. 
Uh, I forgot to put a song in here, and I don't know how to put a song in here, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, because I knew what I was going to do. By the way, coming up, mm, well, at, at about 5.10, talk with Jason Bruno at Bruno Construction. They got that uh, sleeping heavily peace thing they're doing, building all the bunk beds for all the youngsters. So the youngsters have a place to sleep. What am I looking for? Spanish, what kind of show are you putting on? I'm putting on a normal show, all right? This is what happens to normal people. What am I? Oh, here it is. Don't worry about me. Ladies and gentlemen, totally in control. For smashing at your service. Because I want to tell you, there's some stuff that came down on this date in history. I used to be able to, you know, pull pages, but now i got to lick the tip of my finger to get the pages to, to move. I don't know what happened, man. Age is a wild thing. Because, in reality, I've become everything I ever made fun of. So, be wary, my friend, especially you youngsters out there, all right? By the way, coming up right after Jason Bruno um, at 510, got a guy named J.P. Pennington. Now, J.P., I've known since about 1972, 73, 72, just right in that time zone. And J.P. is one of the great musicians, singer, songwriters, all that stuff. And he is the leader of a band called Exile. Now, we used to tour with Exile. So, like, when we were in there, back then, there's territories. When we were in Exile territory, which was Kentucky, Ohio, that area over there, then uh, we would open for them. If they came to Indianapolis, which is our territory in that general vicinity, Illinois side, Chicago side, um, then they would open for us. So anyway, we became friends with the guys and everything. And JP, I don't want to say he went away, but I mean, we just distanced from each other. And now JP with his band Exile, and I knew Exile, was still together after all those years. They broke up for for a moment in time. But after all the years, when they were playing with us, we were playing with them on the various stages in the Midwest. After Exile kind of like had that song, I want to kiss you all over and over again. I want to kiss you all over till the night rushes in the song's a little more romantic than when I start smashing and singing but nevertheless you have been informed so JP is going to be on the show because JP and his gang out there in Nashville they went on to become humongous country artists now Kiss You All Over was a song that was considered one of the great Baby I Dig You songs you know of the era came out in 78. And so now JP is going to come on because I got to talk to him about his country days because Exile in the 80s and 90s was the top country band in the anywhere. I mean, they opened for everybody around the world and everybody opened for them. 11 number one hits Exile. JP is going to be on here because it's a big digital download operation that he's got coming your way that if you're an Exile fan – you will want to definitely be downloading and be on a part of that. But let me tell you, if you're not an Exile fan, you got to listen to these songs because these songs are killer. And I can't even believe to tell you the truth. I'm going to bring it up to him. 
that uh, as beautifully melodic as these songs are and kind of more pop than country, how they were able to get Nashville to like them, you know, because they didn't have the twang. Guys didn't wear cowboy hats. And uh, yet it was Exile, one of the biggest groups in the history of country music. So that's coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. It's going to be fantastic. Just a few things as far as, uh, oh, daggone it, Ash, what's wrong with you? Eh, don't matter. All right, so um, I was going to do a, a few things that happened on this date. One of the things is uh, Lincoln got shot in the uh, theater over there by what's his name? And uh, I was going to go off after that. There's a lot, a lot of things happen on this date. But when I left the house, and these are provided to me by Doug Jenkins, a happy-go-lucky guy, handles the news here on the uh, Big Z. And when I left the house, I took the April 16th one instead of the April 14th one, but nevertheless. We's here, baby. We's here and we's happening. We's called Smash Daily, 4 to 6 o'clock. Monday through Friday right here on the Big Z, except next Wednesday, Smash Daily, the show moves daily to 3 to 5 o'clock. So 3 to 5 o'clock starting up next Wednesday. Going to run it to the end of this week, right in that uh, 4 to 6 o'clock slot, but I got you covered. Everything's going to remain the same. I got some new things uh, getting ready to come on for you, too. I think you'll uh, dig it. Well, I know you'll dig. You know why? Because I know you'll dig it. So put it on your agenda of things to at least be thinking about, if not to schedule. That is Smash Daily, starting next Wednesday, right here on WBGZ, 4 to 6 o'clock, G-O-H-N gone, so gone it did not even exist. 3 to 5 o'clock starts next Wednesday here for Smash Daily on WBGZ. The Smash Anywhere. 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 The Smash Daily Podcast. SmashDaily.com. I'm a part of that myself. Organ donator. When the time does come, glad to. I don't know if anybody wants any part of this, but uh, I'll have some organs to donate. Hopefully to science. They can look at him and see what the hell he did wrong for himself in the multiple of years that he did exist on this planet. So smashing. And... Lives will be saved because of the fact that smash organ donations have indeed occurred in an effort to not only benefit, but also to save humanity. Oh, I'm so glad to say that because, you know, other than that, who's hungry? I'm hungry. Only thing that bothers me, I wish that Gulf Shores, the restaurant, the food from New Orleans, the food from the Big Easy, the food from that Creole and Cajun cooking, Gulf Shores. They got the location out there in Creed Court. They got the location out there in Edwardsville. 
Gulf Shores. I wish it was across the street next to the Grand Theater. But that's just me, wishful thinking. Ah, I love Gulf Shores. And one of the things I love at Gulf Shores is the great service that they got over there. Waiters, waitresses, waitrons, whatever you want to call them. These folks know exactly how to give you the kind of service that's going to say to you, yep, I'm going to give them a sizable tip. And you're saying, well, smash, uh, you know, I'm on a uh, a budget myself. Hey, you know what? Everybody's on a budget, all right? Even those who ain't on a budget are on a budget. You go ahead and you tip these folks because they're coming out of a bad, bad. Oh, I'm coming out of a bad, bad COVID period too, smash. I understand. But those folks who do great service for you, bringing your food, getting your food ready for yourself, making sure you got everything you need and knowing, for example, what are these spices? Because Harry Parker has put out all these spices. He learned the spicing from the recipes his mom and dad left for him. And the cooking recipes that his mom and dad left for him. He said, I'm going to start up a restaurant 17 years ago, Creevecourt, Gulf Shores. Seven years ago, Edwardsville, Gulf Shores. Everything that is good about that kind of cooking awaits you at either location, full menu, at the website. The bar is magnificent. Now you have opportunity to get on and sit on the bar and have some of them great drinks. Couldn't do it during the the COVID because you couldn't do carry out on, on liquor. Now sit there and enjoy some good drink. Enjoy all the great Cajun, blues, New Orleans, frontline type of, backline type of music that they got going over there. And the decor on the walls is like, man, this is what it looks like in New Orleans. Only it's here. Forest on the Missouri side and the Illinois side. So if indeed you are hungry, great place. Take the whole family. They're going to love you for it. Gulf Shores, all info at Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. Smash daily. Because I am where you's at. On 1071 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. Professor, he ain't no second guesser. He knows his stuff, and yeah, sometimes it's gruff, but he knows his stuff because he knows and understands that even though he leans to the left, that don't make him bad people. How you doing, Professor? I think you could win a contest with that. It is this tell you the truth. Uh, you know, I just had a short songwriting session in my mind right there. I thought I'd uh, adapt it to you, sir. That yeah, but is... I didn't say which contest, so <laughs> As Mark Kaysen right there, he takes care of politics from that particular side of the aisle, as they say. And what is a guy like just before we even get into this, because I, I got a what could be a harsh question. But you, you know, you're you're easy going, you you float with it, but what does a guy like you do when you're not professoring, man? You, you go out bowling, you pick uh, flowers, you grow potatoes. What, what do you do for life, man? I get my, my nicest St. Louis suit company suit. <laughs> of course. 
from from over in Clayton on the the corner of Central and Forsyth. I get that suit. Great place. And, and, and then I I get straight down to the ballpark. Yes. And I sit out in the the stands, and and I bring my my articles to read and my little yellow pen so I can yellow my articles out. Sure, sure. And actually, if you think I'm kidding you, I'll send you a picture tonight. In the stands, you with the suit on, even Bill DeWitt doesn't do that, man. Bravo well, to you. Bravo to you. Um, huh? Bravo. Yeah, well, you know, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Who are you going to meet there? And, you know, I mean, well, let me ask you a quick question. How do you protect the beauty of that St. Louis suit from the mustard and chili cheese dog type of stuff that might be dripping on it because of the fact you're gnawing down on a big one. Well, first of all, I don't eat that kind of food because I'm trying to stay healthy. Mm. But the, the but the funny part about what you were saying is I yeah. thought you were going to say something else because I was sitting next to a guy yeah. and we were having this conversation. And the next thing I know, he put his hand up in the air and, and, and this is the truth. And a ball hit his hand really? and deflected away from my head. Wow. Wow. So, he so kinda, how do you protect yourself? That's the question. He, yeah. sa- he saved your life. But let me say this. In your St. Louis suit, had that ball hit you on the head and, shall we say, eliminated your life, you would have looked beautiful with your eyes. I'd have looked good. You That's would've. right. You your eyes in there. There you go. Hey, uh, let me ask you this, man, because this bothers me. All right, let's go. All right. Uh U.S. President, I'm going to read the headline here. This is from uh, MSNBC. U.S. President Joe Biden plans to announce a complete military withdrawal from Afghanistan on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. First of all, he's waiting until the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Trump was going to have these guys out at the beginning of May. But this guy is doing it on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 to meet. And maybe I'm wrong on the political science side of things. That's a day of hallowed ground. That's a hallowed moment that we should look upon as just that. But he's playing politics and taking the soldiers out at that particular point in time to enhance his stature. Bush got us in there, but I'm getting us out with the last troops, man. That to me is terrible. How do you explain, sir? Okay. So it's, it, it happens that I was listening this afternoon to Richard Engel. You know Richard Engel? I know. He's great. Yes. Fabulous. Great reporter. And, and, and he was on MSNBC, and he yeah. was talking about exactly what you're bringing up. Mm-hmm. And he said that in the first place that the president said that he would have the troops out no later than September 11th. Mm-hmm. And Richard Engel said those troops would very likely be out well before that date. That's number one. But he also brought up something else. And and he he made the point that that Joe Biden said that we were going to honor the deal that was made by Donald Trump to get those troops out completely, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that he didn't know that it was the best idea to do that, but that he was going to do it because every president should honor the deals made by previous presidents. Otherwise, no one can ever Good point. Be, be, you know, relying yeah, on the United the States. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, I tell you what, man, using the inflection in your voice, I ask, is this the way you talk to your students? Because you scared the living daylights out of me for a second there, man. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I'll tell you, I sometimes do scare people. My my wife says I scare people, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let me get your take on this, all right? I'm watching last night, I'm flipping back and forth with CNN and, uh, and Fox News on this, sure. you know, this quote-unquote uh, protesting that is going on in not Minneapolis proper, but one of these cities, something Brooklyn, uh that's Brooklyn right. Center, Brooklyn That's Center. Right. Okay, uh, and so I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, these guys, these guys who are protesting the horrible thing that happened to the young man, uh, they went and they captured, if you want to use that term, and took over a police building right there, and the police left because they didn't want to get into the scuffle with them. All right, the police left. And they took over the police building. So, question, that's a federal building. Should we look upon them as insurrectionists, as we did those who jumped on the, what, 16th of January, whenever it was, over the Capitol? Or are these guys not yes. insurrectionists because even though it was a federal building, they're protesting and they're emotionally and. How do you play that, man? Well, first of all, it, it, I understand what you're saying, and it, yeah. and it is a little difficult. Mm-hmm. But but I, but I want to put it to you this way and see what you think, because mm-hmm. you you were in the same place as I was, you know, fifty five or so years ago. Yeah. And 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 the thing is, we took over the administration buildings and other buildings as well at UCLA, and and and, right. and of course, students did sure. it all over the country. Yeah. And now, we didn't bust the place up. We didn't burn it down. But we did take over the buildings, and the police were there, and they tried to block us, and they threatened us, and they had on riot gear and all the rest of that stuff. So, you know, we were peaceful. We we were just taking it over to make a point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know that this is all that far from, from the same thing. Oh, come on, man. These guys are riders out there. They're getting ready well, no, to pounce. If, getting... if they are rioting, they need to go to jail. They do. Bravo. No, if they are rioting, they, they do need to go to jail. They do. They do. But, but if they take if they take a building over, yeah. is that a riot? They need to go to prison then. That's the police no, building, well, I, man. I, I, we took over the, the administration buildings and other buildings at UCLA. We didn't go to prison. But here's the thing. The difference between that and the Capitol building yeah. Is enormous. Sure, definitely. I mean, you can't take over the capital of the United States government. That, right. that you can't do. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, uh, these guys ain't sharp on. They may have taken over the police building, but for some odd reason, they let the liquor store go. But that's just me thinking scantily, shall we say, Professor? So, what is going on in Minneapolis? Tragic to the max. You got the Chauvin thing over here. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. You want to talk about one on top of the other pancaking the mindset of those who are, just to use the term, rioting, protesting. You know, the thing about it all is, is that all we need is, quote unquote, the wrong decision at justice in accordance to those who have sent those folks out to just make it a really long, hot summer here in the United States of America. You've been watching this. Do you think that that Derek Chauvin is guilty? Yes. So do I. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think most people do believe that. And I think that if this guy somehow gets off, 
there is going to be a tr- uh, there's going to be trouble, yeah, I, and time. I, I don't time. want there to be trouble. Right. But 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 there's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, uh, this guy will be found guilty. Now, you notice also that that lady who shot the 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 the, the guy in the mm-hmm. in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You know, she says she meant to do it with a taser. Right. Well, nobody believes that story. Huh? But, why, but why wouldn't you? Char- why wouldn't you today believe they this? charged her with manslaughter. So oh, they did. Wow. Okay. That I didn't know. But why wouldn't you believe that story? Well, the the police all say that, and I'm talking about the police, yeah. not regular people. Yeah. They say that there is no way you can mistake yeah. a a taser and a gun because of the weight. They, exactly. Yeah. Because of the weight, it was uh, very unfortunate, and uh, yet at the same time, wow, what she did. Because yeah, but here, here's you know a lot well, of well, folks. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who I talked to today. I right, go. Do, do you do you know Eddie Simmons? Mm, name sounds familiar. I can't place it. Well, at the moment, he's the chief of police in Pagedale, okay. and and he used to be the president for about twenty years of the Black Police Union in the city of St. Louis. Okay. And there was a big article in the New York Times today about a lady named Cheryl Orange, who is one of the key people in that that police union in the, the city of St. Louis now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know that there shouldn't be a white and black union, but there is. Yeah. And so that's part, of, that's part of the problem in itself. Sure. I mean, that tells us how bad this situation is, yeah. that the white and black officers are members of different unions. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I, I talked to, to Eddie. He's going to come and talk to some of my students, which he always does. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here was the, the thing I said to him, and I made him laugh, but you know, it's not funny, but it is true. And I said to him, I said, you know, Eddie, and Eddie, of course, is black, you know. And I said, Eddie, white people just don't know how to act. <laughs> and, and, you know, but but I'll tell you the truth. If you look at these white police, yeah. apparently they don't know yeah. how to act. Yeah, yeah. But let me let me ask you real quick, final thing real, real quick. Um, talking with the professor, professor uh, Mark Kaysen right here, Smash Daily, as is always. It comes back to a thing a lot, a lot of folks, and they're playing it off like it's a lot, a lot of white folks are talking like this. If he would have just did what the police told him to do, he would have never run into this situation. Because they pulled him over initially for a, a tag on his license plate that uh, was out of date. Then they found out that he had some warrants, uh, not warrants, but had a, a criminal record of sorts. And they were going to talk to him about that. And so they asked him to do this, do that. He didn't. He uh, got aggressive. And then the mistake of her supposedly using the taser as opposed to the real gun occurred. And the poor guy's dead. And so it's kind of like, how do you go back to, how do you impact society with do what the cops say? Well, look at the military guy in Virginia. Yeah, he did what the, the police said. Touche and, on and, that. That's and, exactly right. And luckily right. he's alive. That's exactly right. But, yeah. but he was scared out of his wits. Yeah. And he said to the, the police officer, he said, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And the police officer said, you ought to be scared. Yeah, I saw that. It, yeah. Instead of saying, sir, relax. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Right. Could have no. said that. Yeah. The police officer was, uh, what I thought was excessively aggressive because the dude had his hands out the window and right. he was speaking, uh, in an intelligible type of way. And yet, uh, the policeman over there was, uh, like I, I said, just overly aggressive in my opinion, man. So it's just a wild, wild world we're living into this time. I'm just concerned that the situation up there with the two deaths in Minneapolis 
if, quote unquote, justice is not pervaded correctly, then there will be a society out there that's going to make this a long, hot summer. That is the professor himself, Mark Kaysen. Buddy, I certainly hope you have yourself a nice day. Hey, keep in mind, Smash Daily, the show moves to 3 to 5 o'clock starting next Wednesday. So we'll be doing these uh, these things uh, in a little uh, earlier time zone. I appreciate you taking the time, Mark. Sounds good, Smash. You be good. Be safe. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Smash Daily. Here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. You know, it's beautiful when you have family taking care of family. That's Fisher Lumber. The Fisher family. F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Fisher Lumber. Fisher family is taking care of everybody here in the River Bend, out there on Shamrock, in East um, Alton. Been taking care of folks for 80 years. That is something. Reason is because family takes care of family. And whatever you're doing, your self project or whatever your massive project that you got, because you're building a few houses in a subdivision, whatever your project is from the, the smallest to the most humongous, they got every tool you're going to need. They got every appliance you're going to need. They got every application you're going to need as far as the kind of brick, the kind of um, flooring, windows shingles, that kind of stuff. They got the roofing. They got the trusses. They got everything. And the main thing that they got is an expertise that's going to help you, especially if you're a do-it-yourselfer, help you handle that project and make it really, really work for you. Because not only do you get the right tools and materials, elements there at Fisher Lumber, but you get an expertise and nobody going to give you anywhere at no charge. All right? So no matter what your project, F I. S-C-H-E-R. Check it all out at FisherLumber.com. Smash Daily is everywhere. Because I is where you's at. SmashDaily.com. Boy, I tell you what, with the weather changing, Fast Daddy's opening up all the way, opening up. Party's on, baby. Going to be fantastic. Hey, 76 years ago today, Smash with you, by the way. Smash Daily here, 107.1 FM, the Big Z, by the way, don't have 20 first of this month next wednesday smash daily moves from four to six to three to five o'clock 76 years old talking about richie blackmore always amongst the top 10 guitars in the history of rock and roll guitars whenever they do you know do those polls or whatever so richie blackmore at 76 years of age as um, the credit on the opening riff on smoke on the water if you learn to play guitar if you have any capability at playing guitar, even as a youth or an adult, learning to play the instrument, one of the first things you learn to play is the front riff to Smoke on the Water. Every guitarist, Richie Blackmore, talking about what that riff is all about. Beethoven. Bum, 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 bum. And I thought, play that backwards. 
put something to it, and you've got bam, 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 bam. That's how I came up with it. Hang on, hang on. Are you telling me? Yes. That the famous riff of Smoke on the Water is from Beethoven? It's an interpretation of inversion. If you turn it back and play it back and forth, it's actually Beethoven's fifth. So I owe him a lot of money. <laughs> That's good. Beethoven's fifth, what's that sound like? Here's a little slice. That's the lick. That's the lick. Da, 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 da. That's the lick right there. Run it backwards. Well, it's almost like that uh, deal uh, with the Beatles when uh, you played, uh, what was it, uh, which album? Oh, Abbey Road uh, backwards. Said, Paul is dead. I buried Paul. Well, it's the same thing. Only it's musically saying, Beethoven is pissed. I pissed Beethoven off. I owe him a lot of money. That's Richie Blackmore right there. It's one of the classic ricks in, uh, just licks in rock and roll, all right? So I'm going to play as much of the songs as I can. And uh, coming up, got just a magnificent 5 o'clock hour for you. I'm going to start off with Jason Bruno from Bruno Construction. Then we're going to get into J.P. Pennington, Jimmy Pennington, long-time friend of mine. And I haven't talked to him. That's how long-time a friend he is in about 40 years, I don't think. But we're going to talk to him about his band Exile and a big digital package they got going for it. But right now... This is the song. I ain't going to step on the front because this is one of the greatest licks in the history of rock and roll. It's Beethoven backwards, baby. Deep Purple Style. <laughs> 